greatest in the kingdom. After they arrived at Capernaum and settled in a house, Jesus asked his disciples, What were you discussing out on the road? But they didn't answer because they had been arguing about which of them was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve disciples over to him, and said, Whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else. Then he put a little child among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes not only me, but also my Father who sent me. Jesus blesses the children. One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. He said to them, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on their heads and blessed them. This is my reason for being here. I still don't understand. What is your reason for being here? I'm telling you this because even though you are children and the elders in your life have lived longer, many times adults need the faith of children. And if you hold on to this faith really tightly, Someday soon, you will understand all of what I am saying to you. But you ask an important question, Abigail. What is my reason for being here? And the answer is for all of you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Isaiah. Isaiah, I have loved spending this time with you. You are all so very special. And I hope that my next students ask the same questions you do and that they listen to my answers. But I suspect they do not have the understanding you do. And I hope that when the time comes, they will tell others about me like you have. He came to teach us how to welcome him and to welcome his kingdom. And, and, and that lesson there is that what it looks like to welcome is that it looks a lot like welcoming a child. And here's the historical lens that we have to have there, is that in the society at the time is that the kids were, weren't significant. And so... Jesus teaches us that if you cannot get your arms around a child, 
to welcome and to value and to honor them, you are going to have an extremely difficult uh, effort of getting your arms around the kingdom of God. To, to welcome people, those that were on the outside, those that were insignificant, those that were undervalued, is, is synonymous with welcoming the kingdom of God, with getting your arms around Jesus. And so that's why he teaches us that to summarize all of the teachings of the Old Testament, to t- summarize all of the commandments of the Old Testament are this. There are two commands, but they're really one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. These two are the greatest command. Because to welcome, to welcome Jesus, you have to welcome a child. That is the spirit that you have to have about you if you are going to be followers of Jesus. One of Jesus' followers and friends, Matthew, also writes about this, uh, these, these lessons that Jesus gives. And what you'll notice is that when he does this, Matthew lays it out in, in Matthew chapter 18 and 19. In Matthew chapter 18, he starts it off by telling us, he's quoting Jesus and says, anyone who welcomes a little child on my behalf is welcoming me. And he gets pretty far into Matthew chapter 19, and he tells us that the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like the children. And in between those two lessons about Jesus welcoming and embracing children are, Jesus, are lessons from Jesus teaching us how we are to welcome and embrace and show kindness to the people in our lives that might, it might be more difficult for us to show welcome and kindness to. In between these stories about welcoming children, Jesus teaches us it is not the Father's will that even one of these little ones should perish, talking about the lost sheep. He talks to us about talking to our friends that are making bad decisions in our life and going to them privately and talking to them one-on-one. And if they respond, it's like we have won that person back to Jesus. And then he talks to us about times in which there's unforgiveness that's happening. And he teaches us that, that we should have mercy on our fellow servants just the same way that Jesus has shown mercy to us. And then Jesus teaches the followers, his followers in the crowds about divorce and marriage. And what he's doing there, he's saying, those that don't have power in the society, don't just, don't just overlook them, but you have to live in a way where you're looking out for those that might have less power in society. So let no one split apart what God has joined together. I've got a video that might demonstrate this a little bit of what it looks like to welcome. Let's have that video come up on on the screen. I love that that even though the the larger bird is being made fun of, that he still provides covering for the smaller birds. And and I think that Jesus' lesson to the smaller birds might be to welcome him is to be like welcoming the weird, funny-sounding larger bird. See, the second angle that you might take from this lesson from Jesus is that, uh, is that we are to have a humble and welcoming spirit about ourselves. See, what kids can teach us adults is that humble, welcoming spirit. Uh, so often as a family, we go down to Savita Park. Does anyone go down there, to, uh, kids, to, to play down there and the splash pads and, and everything that's just set up there? But one of the things that, 
always happens is that kids run up to one another and they just simply ask this, do you want to play tag? And the other kids respond, yeah? And then they run around together and then they're suddenly best friends as they're running around all day together. How many of us know that adults don't act like that? But we should. But we should. And maybe the application point is after service, we all go outside and play tag together. But listen, this is what kids teach us. To be humble and welcoming. Kiddos, kiddos, what adults would, would be good for us to learn from you is that we, we tend to just hang out or play tag with those that look just like us. And to welcome the kingdom of God is to be able to hang out with those that don't look like us and are not like us. To be a people that are followers of Jesus are to be a people that are naturally, naturally lean into embracing a wide, diverse family. We are to be a people that have a humble and welcoming spirit about us. Kids have a welcoming spirit, and that's why you'll actually hear quite often from Pastor Deb that, that the age range or the time in life that people begin to follow Jesus way more often than not is when they're kids. And it's because kids, when they are told that Jesus loves them, actually believe it. And for us adults, we're a little bit more skeptical. And it takes a whole lot of time and a whole lot of persuading and a whole lot of miracles to happen in our lives for us to actually believe that Jesus loves us. And so I believe that one of the lessons that Jesus is teaching us to be like children is to actually believe him when he says he is here for us. Let me read to you from the Jesus Storybook Bible. The images will come up on the screen. Jesus' friends were arguing who was the most important helper in God's kingdom. They wanted to know. I am, James said. No, you're not, said Peter. I am. Nonsense, Matthew said. I'm the cleverest. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Yes, no, am too. This silliness went on and on like that for some time. You see, Jesus' friends had started thinking that they had something to do to make themselves special to Jesus. That if they were the cleverest or the nicest or something, Jesus would like them best. But they had forgotten something. Something God had been teaching his people all through the years, that no matter how clever you are, or how good you are, or how rich you are, or how nice you are, or how important you are. None of it makes any difference, because God's love is a gift. As anyone will tell you, the whole thing about a gift is that it's free. All you have to do is reach out your hands and take it. 
So while Jesus' friends were arguing, some people who knew all about getting gifts, in fact, you might say they were gift experts, had come to see Jesus. Who were they? They were little children. Jesus' helpers tried to send them away. Jesus doesn't have time for you, he said. Their probably noses were probably way up in the air. He's too tired. But they were wrong. Jesus always had time for children. Don't send them away, Jesus said. Bring the little ones to me. Now, if you had been there, what do you think would, have, would you have to had do to line up? Excuse me. What, now, if you had been there, what do you think? Would you have had to line up quietly to see Jesus? Do you think Jesus would have asked you how good you've been before he'd give you a hug? Would you have had to be on your best behavior and get dressed up and not speak until you're spoken to? Or would you have just done what these children did? Run straight up to Jesus and let him pick you up in his arms and swing you and kiss you and hug you and then sit you on his lap and listen to your stories and your chats. You see, children loved Jesus. And they knew they didn't have to do anything special for Jesus to love them. All they needed to do was to run into his arms. All they needed to do is run into his arms. And so that's just what they did. Well, after all the laughing and games, Jesus turned to his helpers and said, no matter how big you grow, never grow up. Never grow up so much that you lose your child's heart, full of trust in God. Be like these children. They are the most important in my kingdom. Would you stand back up with me? Let's enter into song together. Working. You never stop working. When I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. When 
Together in Jesus' name. Amen. Once upon a time, there was a very nice lady named Deb. She got married and had two boys. God called her into children's ministry, and Pastor Deb told many, many kids about Jesus' love for them. Over 35 years, she loved kids through Sunday school, VBS, sleepaway camps, summer camps, Easter egg hunts, and musicals. grew up and became teachers, nurses, firefighters, moms, dads, marines, artists, actors, pastors, and many other professions. They all brought the love of Jesus wherever they went. She even took the love of Jesus to other countries, Mexico, Ethiopia, Malaysia, Uganda, and Ukraine. Pastor Deb earned multiple degrees and coached many other pastors how to share the love of Jesus with kids. Pastor Deb. One of the... Um, I mean, obviously, one of the, the big things that's happening in the passage that we, uh, we visited this morning is that, is that kids were brought forward and Jesus blessed them. And uh, Deb's the most Christ-like in, in our community, so we'll, we'll have her um, do this. But what we, what we thought would be great this morning to have happen is that we, uh, would ask, we have asked Pastor Deb to read a blessing. Over, over the kids of our community. Um, and then in turn, as a community, we'll be reading a blessing over Pastor Deb. So. I, I thought first I wanted just to speak to the church because I think when I speak to the kids, it's going to be a little bit harder. So um, I've been kind of a blubbering mess the last month, so uh, I write things down so I can get through them better. But I wanted to speak to the church Remember, Jesus said, let the children come to me and do not hinder them. 
for the kingdom of God belongs to them. Don't get in their way. Welcome them. Teach them. Don't, just, don't discard them or say, just go over there and be good kids while we do real things. Jesus said, do not hinder them. Do not hinder them from coming to him. I think it's interesting how the Bible doesn't tell adults or doesn't tell children, be like adults so that you can be saved. <laughs> he tells them instead, he says, adults, be like children. And what does that mean? Church, I want to ask you to invest in children with your time and your talents. This is the last time you get to hear me say this. I, I think this is an important part of who God has called me to be, is to wave that flag for kids. Amen. Yes. I want to say that they matter to God. They matter to God. Time spent ministering to children is never wasted. Never. Never. He's my plant right there. All right. We as a church need to come alongside parents to help with Christian formation. It's tough. We can't do it alone. It does take all of us to be involved and to show Jesus to children. They need you. I think I've said to you before, so often we kind of think somebody else will do it. Somebody else to do it. We as a church all have responsibility to speak into the hearts of kids. My own personal story was that I came from a very tough background. So in my home, it, Jesus wasn't, wasn't king. And the people that brought me to the Lord were people at my church. The people who showed me Jesus were people at my church. They need you. Whoever comes after me, We'll need your support. Whoever comes after me will need your support. With your prayers, your investment, your volunteering, they will need you. So men and women, begin to pray now about how you might be involved in kids' ministry. Remember that little feet, one day, will make big footprints. Speak into our kids. Come alongside and help them grow into young men and women who will have a heart for God. Just thank you for supporting me all these years, for your love and your care, for those who are in the, in the trenches with me who have served. Many of you for more than 25 years have served beside me. I am grateful to you. Thank you for doing that. So who will be the next people who will step into those gaps. Men and women, they need you. And know that I will love you and miss you all. And now I'd like to speak to the children. All right. My kids, if, you got, if my kids would stand up, just stand up so I can see you good. You can come on up to the stage, and I'll speak to you up here. Come on up. I know. You know what the, the great thing is here? I have some adults in this room that were children in children's ministry back when I first started 
those 35 years ago who now who have children standing on this stage. What a blessing it is to stay all this time. So kids, here's what I want to say to you. Oh, okay. I'm glad I was your pastor. Uh, I've, come to love, I've come to love you all so much. <laughs> I can't believe that the end is really here, but it is. I love you dearly. Know that. You fill my life with joy. You have every week. I love to come be with you. I love to go to kids' worship. People said often like, oh, you don't get into worship much. I went, I get into worship every week with the best worshipers. My kids. Remember all the fun we had with camps and VBS and children's musicals? But I want you to remember this more importantly, that Jesus loves you very much. He created you on purpose for a purpose. Find your purpose. Step into your calling. Do what God has called you to do and to be. Remember to trust God. Know that God is with you in good times and in hard times. So sometimes when we have hard times, we wonder, like, where is God? God is right there with you. Know that your life is to be lived fully, not with the brakes on. God goes with you. And to love God and love his people. Those are what I want to leave with. I can't wait to hear the incredible things that God, that you are going to do for God. That you are going to do for God. Be an example. Be a leader in worship, prayer, energy, and passion for God. You are really amazing kids, and I will miss you. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we do, I do pray a blessing over these kids standing on the stage and those who are somewhere else right now. But God, you know them, you love them, you go with them. God, I pray that they would become men and women who have a heart after God. I pray that they will do great things for the kingdom of God. I pray that you will make their path straight. Father, that they would not go left or right, but they would stay strong and stay steadfast. Father, that they would be strong and courageous in all that they do. Father, we pray your blessing over them. Father, I love them, and I know that you love them. May they know without a doubt the love of Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's kids said in one loud voice. Yeah. yeah. Amen. <laughs> all right. Kids. Kids, don't go anywhere yet because Pastor Deb just prayed a blessing over you. And so do you think we could pray a blessing over Pastor Deb together? Yeah. Yes? All right. For those of you who can read, we're going to have the words up here on the screen. And if together you guys can read these and let's pray this blessing over our friend, Pastor Deb. The Lord, Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. All right, kiddos, if you want, you can go ahead and go find your moms and dads. One more time. <laughs> So this morning, um, 
as the worship team was practicing the, the music, and I walked in, and Pastor Deb um, was up here practicing some of the hand motions, teaching it, um, them to the worship team, and it, it hit me as I walked in. I started tearing up, and after 15 years of, of um, serving the church alongside Pastor Deb, um, that this Sunday was our last Sunday serving together. Um, and so, Pastor Deb, just want to say thank you so much yeah. for the years of serving this church, the years of um, partnering together with us in this ministry, um, the years of love and impact and care that you have had, um, not only on our family personally, but on so many families. And this is just a fraction of the families represented here in the room. So thank you for your love, for your faithfulness, for your partnership in ministry. Um, thank you for your friendship. We love you. Yeah, we love you so much. And there's really no way... enough, enough um, to communicate all the love um, and gratitude that's in all of our hearts. Um, but as a church, we wanted to give you this gift. Um, and it's not just a beach bag, um, but inside this bag, there's also um, plane tickets and a hotel stay in Hawaii. Um, not just for you. You can even take Rick if you want. <laughs> Um, and we hope that as you guys get to hang out in Hawaii on the beach, um, that all of those memories that you'll carry with you of your time in Hawaii will just be a reminder um, of how much you're loved and appreciated. And we want you to be able to relax and enjoy some sun together. And I've really been thinking about like, I, I'd kind of like to go to Hawaii. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> all right, well, thank you so much. It's been my joy, my honor right. to serve God and serve the kids and families here at Faith. I will miss you all. I love you. So. We love you so much, Dad. Thank you. So what we're going to do here in just a moment is we are going to head downstairs into the courtyard, um, and we've got a couple of special things happening downstairs in the courtyard. Um, one special fun thing is there's cake down there. Is there anyone here who likes cake? No. None. No, I, None. there's no one that likes cake. Yeah, we'll have to put it back. Okay, we, we'll just send yeah, it back to Costco. Yeah, we won't put the cake out if nobody wants any. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll put the cake out when we go down to the courtyard so we can celebrate Deb together with, um, with the cake. And we're also going to have um, an opportunity for a few people to be baptized this morning. Um, baptisms and together to say we are...